Hello, everybody. Welcome to Better's Last Stand, Episode 1. This is a sports betting show that falls under the Pine Room Podcast umbrella. We're really excited for you to be with us. I got Luke here on my left, Mark here on my right. Guys, it's a pleasure to be here with you. We finally get to do this. We got rained out Monday. I'm pretty excited about it. How about you guys? That's going to be a blast. Coach? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been really looking forward to this, uh, you know, since we... We do uh, indulge in betting quite a bit, and we listen to a lot of information on betting, and maybe we can uh, maybe help somebody out uh, that may be tuning in. Maybe we can, you know, teach a few lessons about uh, the, the lingo, about uh, right. our, our do's and don'ts, what's been good for us, what's been bad. Maybe uh, as we go, people will catch on, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have a really good time. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to be doing this. I, I I know we don't get a lot of time to talk about the betting on the main podcast because we're having so much fun talking about other very interesting topics and stuff. So it's uh, it's it's nice to sit here and be able to talk about uh, sports betting a little bit. And uh, one big thing that happened in the news today, I think this show is going to come out on Saturday, I believe, but uh, Kyler Murray just signed a giant extension with the Cardinals, which ironically is a team we're going to be talking about here today when we talk about the uh, NFC West uh, when we get into the NFL. We're going to break down every division for you. Uh, with our thoughts, just from a betting perspective more so than anything, maybe some uh, player totals, fantasy stuff, things like that. We're going to go through all those divisions. We're going to try to do the five main uh, conferences in college football, the, the Power Five, and then we'll obviously touch on Luke's beloved Irish, who don't belong to a conference. We'll talk about them and then some of the key independents and some of the smaller conferences that have teams that maybe could get on the national stage for this season. So, uh, guys, uh, what what are your opening thoughts here? Uh, let's let's just tell everybody a little bit about us, about this Pine Room, about uh, just just our philosophies as a bet as betters as a group, and uh, this is the kind of stuff that that we like to do here on a Saturday. Yeah, there you know, there's a there's a group of us that uh, come every Saturday and uh, almost uh, every Sunday uh, watch football here in the Pine Room, which. Uh, you can hear the birds chirping in the background as we have our four TVs in the backdrop here, along with we have two uh, two more TVs on the uh, other side of these four, and then one on our deck to our right, which would be to your left. But uh, so we have the ability to watch seven games up here on uh, on a Saturday and a Sunday, which makes it really exciting. Yeah. As we talked back on the podcast uh, last week, you, you it used to be you could only get a couple of games uh, right on on TV. Now basically, uh, there's really with ESPN Plus now there's really not a game that you can't watch, and sure. I think that's what made, makes it so intriguing about betting anymore is because people wouldn't bet the off games or under table games if if they weren't on TV. Who right. who would who would right. show any interest in betting Indiana and Illinois if it wasn't <laughs> exactly was so? I, I think that that is uh, you know, it, and it's become so easy to gamble anymore because of the apps on your phone and right. computers and uh, going to the casino. So, you know, b- betting has become just so popular in the in the entire uh, valley, the country, the world. So, I think it's it's a it's a it's a subject that uh, a huge percent of people now are interested in just because either they do it or or you know they they watch things about it and uh, I think it makes it interesting so I, I think the pine room if you, if anyone would ever come up here on a Saturday or a Sunday you know besides the food and the camaraderie and the fun and the drinking <laughs> right uh, betting is probably if you put a pie chart out I would say gambling is probably uh, uh, f- at least half of the fun yeah. here it's kind of the centerpiece of the whole operation I'd say it's uh 
it's really fun to see how it grows too. And and Jub mentioned it on the podcast uh, earlier in the week uh, about how he was never really interested in sports until you get a little betting action on it. It makes it a little bit more interesting. And you know, as it continues to grow and people start to learn about it, and hopefully by watching this show, you'll be able to learn a little bit from us. Uh, we we. Coach and I have been around doing it for a long time. He longer than me. I've learned a lot from him in my life. And uh, I always tell this to my uh, to my employees. that I, I work at a sports book. For those of you who don't know that, uh, I manage a sports book. And I tell my employees all the time, you are never going to know everything. You're never, ever, ever. And you got to come in with an open mind every day, and you want to learn and learn and learn because sports betting has changed so much. Coach, you think about oh, yeah. when you first started doing Absolutely. it and how it has changed where you can do it on apps now and there's so many different markets. You have the in-play wagering, which is a whole different discussion. Prop, prop wagering. Prop wagering is just through the roof. And the amount of stuff that's out there, it's not... You, you, <laughs> I witness this a lot. You'll have guys coming in, old-time guys, you know, 70s, whatever, thinking they know everything. Well, they're used to just betting with an illegal bookmaker in some alley somewhere. Yes, absolutely. They don't up in Steubenville or something. So they don't really understand all what actually goes into this and, and how much uh, the, the, the industry has grown. And I, I think that's something that you'll – you as viewers will get to to see us kind of expand and, and maybe talk about things you don't know because I know uh, Chris, who's a regular member of the podcast, he he often asks me about how can you, you can bet on this, you can bet on that, and you start looking through these apps and you start seeing all this stuff. Now, Luke, you've probably perused over your dad's apps a time or two. Like, what do you think? I mean, the offerings and stuff are incredible, aren't they? Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, just like. Uh all the stuff they have to bet on. I mean, it's not even just like sports stuff. I mean, right. it's like weather and stuff in like these big exactly. like cities and stuff. There's just anything you, that you want to bet on. I'm sure you can find in certain sports books or areas that you, if you want to bet on it. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, it's actually going to come to the point where you're going to be able to have a TV like it is behind us, and you're going to be able to just bet with your remote. It's oh, just yeah. a matter of time. It, and, it's, and like future bets, you know, future bets were never. Never, Never in, in back in the day. I mean, not, you know, you can bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl now. You can bet on team totals, which we're going to talk about, right. which I'm, I'm very interested in. I see some that I like uh, a lot here in the uh, – we're going to talk about the Pac-12, and then we're going to talk about the uh, NFC West. And there's some there's some team totals that I, I like, uh, some to go yes. over the total and some to – to go under the total, but you, you can never find anything like that ever. No, ever. no. Back in the day when I uh, when I was betting at places that were right. really it wasn't legal, you know, you you could bet a, a spot sheet or you could sure. write it on a write it on a piece of paper and and turn it in and you keep the keep the other copy. That's how that's how it worked. <laughs> you know, we used to run spot like sheets. A receipt, yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. so uh, obviously it's changed. Could quite you a bit. Uh, could you? I never really asked anybody this before, but they didn't like you just mentioned futures. They didn't have the opportunity for you to bet on did they ever have maybe the super bowl no. winner even when they had when they made the playoffs maybe or something no, nothing no nothing that you're aware of we no, have, you can, i always wondered that too you could only bet on the super bowl when it came when it down came to the game to the actual and, game yeah. so you could basically do the money lines uh spread and total that's yeah, about and, it huh? yeah, first yeah. half maybe and honestly you're lucky. honestly matt back in the day when i was bet there was no there was no money line it right was, right it, it was, was all, all yeah. the straight and, spread and a lot of bookmakers illegal ones do not want to mess with the money line anyway because it's a lot to compute and you can you can people don't understand Stand it. It's a, it's a common misconception. A lot of times, you know, uh, if the Yankees are playing the Pirates and are a three dollar favorite, and some guy comes and, and lays money on the Yankees over the phone with an illegal bookmaker, right. he's not realizing he's putting down three dollars for a dollar. Right. Exactly. And then when he's getting his thing, he's pissed, and then the bookmakers just don't want to mess with that stuff. So, yeah, it, it's it's amazing how the industry's grown, and I, I I find myself just 
amazed every day when I see uh, over in Europe of uh, a new place that's coming out with something new. And uh, it's exciting. It's it's a lot to take in. Uh, it, it takes a lot of manpower to manage, but it's, it's really fun. Uh, if you bet within your means, as we always talk about, some yeah. of the things that I thought were interesting things that some of our viewers might not realize is that uh, these are uh, kind of recorded stats in the bookmaking industry. So I got these from um, some people that have been in it for a long time, but they estimate that less than 5% of betting accounts are actually profitable. Now, I thought that number seemed a little bit high to me, but... You know, you may have professional guys that use those apps, and I can see that. But uh, that that seems like something that's it, it's tough to win. And and one of the key things, obviously, bankroll management, which is a huge part of, of trying to win and deciding how you're going to go about this. Like we always talk about, Mark, about how <laughs> sitting out here at the Pine Room sometimes uh, can work against us because we're having a great time. We're with all our buddies. Luke tells us he loves this team at 3.30. We, we bet a bunch on it. and uh, Not necessarily a bunch, but a bunch to us. Uh, $25, $50, whatever it is. Uh, throw a little bit of action on, on the game, and uh, then we start drinking, and then it's this game and that game, and you're playing games you really don't like. Uh, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but for me, I seem, I, I can probably come up with one to two good games a week like in football. Right, right. And, and if I just would stick to those, I, I think I would be in the 60% range. But that's the problem is you get around your buddies, you're having fun, and uh, it, it, it seems like you, you can't pass it up. So, Yeah, you, you know, you and I talked we, we share our, probably our best plays of the week with each other and and honestly we don't we really don't do bad just with our best plays and we say it at the end of the weekend if we would have just stuck with those plays then we probably would have at least broken even maybe made a little bit of money but it wouldn't have been as fun during the day because we'd be betting on one 330 game and there's there's 11 of them right. and so instead of betting one we're betting eight of, it, eight of the 11 it's it, an, another product of having the seven televisions out here that's, you want to have action on everything and uh, you know on a saturday we might have a ufc uh card on as well as six football games but on a sunday i know we've been up here we've watched us open tennis before and had a good time at that and there's when the stuff's on it's and it's back to what you were saying, and we talked about it on the show uh, this past week in the podcast, is the amount of people that watch these games or go to the games that bet on them. And I, I've read some stuff since then because it got me thinking about the percentages and how how fast they're rising for people that actually bet on the games. Like the television viewership's going up and things like that. So it's trending to where the more states that legalize sports betting, the more people you're going to have betting on these games or actually going to them and betting on them. So and, I found that to be pretty interesting. And the more casinos, the billion-dollar right. casinos they're going to build with our money right. in Vegas and New Jersey and overseas. So, yeah, and, and I've learned, I've I'm not that I'm very good at this, but I'm hoping to get better, and I, I think that we can give some information to help some people because it's uh, do as I say, not as I do here is, <laughs> yeah. is probably going to be our motto. But, you know, I, if you can play within your means, which we all do, which is really a good thing, right. uh, there might be a guy or two here that steps <laughs> we out, might know a few. <laughs> steps outside of their, their comfort zone now and then thinking that they're going to get rich. But if you play honestly within your means, and that's the one thing I could tell people that are that are just getting into it or that that are they're trying to you know make a little play within your means make right. it make it fun so if you do 
take a beating one weekend, you're not you're not losing your mortgage payment, exactly. or you're not or you're not uh, not being able to buy the things you need to be. Play and have fun. If you lose a little bit, you can say, "Hey, I, I had it in my budget. It's fine." And, and maybe you'll win a little bit. You'll probably never win it all back. But if at the end of the year, if you can say, "Hey, I had a great time." Lost a little bit of money, had fun with my friends, enjoyed all the games. I bet if I said we watched probably fifteen hundred game, bet on fifteen hundred right. games maybe, but way too many, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we're going to try to stay away from giving twelve, thirteen plays. Yeah, out week. yeah. We're going to give a couple of our strongest plays out. But if you could play within your means, honestly, you, you you'll have fun. It'll be enjoyable. You'll 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 you know you won't you won't wake up. You won't roll around in bed all night. Worrying about where you're going to get your next dollar exactly from. and the other thing that i honestly that i could say to anybody is don't chase absolutely if, if i got you, that written down here to tell people don't chase don't if chase. you're and, and i've watched guys in our group you know if you're having a bad day and you you you, you think double up to win it back double up, that's yeah. when people start to really get into well, get into trouble there's a reason why that there's all these big giant casinos everywhere like you mentioned is because of people chasing that's yeah, the number one thing and you'd be surprised um just talking to some bookmakers that I know they've been doing it for a long time. They, they absolutely love Monday Night Football, the standalone game where the guys who won on the weekend oh, yeah. are betting what they won, and the guys who lost are chasing like never before. Like They are desperate to make, make it back, and that's why those standalone single games are, are so big, and, and they, they just love those. They, if they could have those uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday through yeah. the week, they would. But it, it's, it, it's really important that you do bet obviously within your means and then establish a bankroll like if you're going to put $500 into your account for the month then you you need to manage it correctly and then when you're done with it you wait till the next month or whatever if you have extra income put it in there whatever however you want to do it but you shouldn't be betting more than about five percent of your bankroll on any one wager that's another thing people make a lot of mistakes with that they'll they'll win early and then parlay all their money in the afternoon and then they, they might have gone uh, six and one early, and then they load up on a game they like. They lose it all back. Yeah. You, you, you know, if you go six and one early, you should have a winning day. Absolutely. And you mentioned you mentioned one of the other rules that I that I try to go by, and I every now and then I d- slip up on it. But uh, and there's a couple guys that don't live by this. I and you you know this. It's hard enough to pick one winner, let alone two. So I always say straight bets are the and and you're probably your your professional gamblers aren't parlay guys. They're, they are absolutely not. I can tell you right now if you go back and cite that number that I mentioned about the 5% of uh betting accounts that are in the in the positive all time, you won't find any of them except right. for maybe a guy that got lucky through 5 right. bucks on one 20,000 on something, some crazy parlay. But you're the 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 pro guys are not betting those. They're just not. No. They're out there hunting numbers. They're going to six, seven, eight different books or apps to try to find the best number. If somebody's laying six and a half or seven, they're looking for a six if they like that team. Like they're trying. Or if they if they like the dog in that game, they're looking everywhere for a seven and a half. So those are that's how you win. And, and obviously, it's easy for me, like Mark said, <laughs> listen to what we say and all we do because uh, it's tough. I mean, you if you if you can be responsible and, and stick to it, you, you can get ahead, but it, it really takes a lot of discipline. Yes, it really does. And, and you know, we have one guy in particular in our group that did, did you know, he swears by parlays because he says you can win big if you hit him. Well, 
Yeah, I yeah, I understand that, but but again, going back to the odds, the odds of picking one winner, let alone two, three, four winners, it, it, are are just astronomical. It's you're you're, yeah. you're every just, every team you add on a parlay gives an advantage to the bookmaker or the app or the casino, wherever you're betting it at. Every single one you put on there is is, is giving them an advantage. They're, this stuff is is not only say rigged because yeah. the games themselves. You know, well, that's debatable sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. but overall, you know, you you like to hope that there's integrity in all these yes. sports, and I think as that's another thing too. Uh, a lot of people have a negative connotation about what gambling is going to do as more, you know, areas legalize it. It's actually making the 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 game a little bit more safe because the amount of money that's going on these, and you're seeing it in multiple books. Uh, you start to pick up these bookmakers. They can spot things, and they'll spot stuff. If something something oh, looks yeah. out of whack, yeah. they they'll find it out. Like they, I mean, Calvin Ridley's a good example. They found not that he was doing anything to fix games, but people started seeing his name popping up on accounts. And you know, word travels fast in the industry. People talk a lot, and if somebody's really sharp, or they find athletes doing it, or you know, that that word travels quickly. So the integrity of betting in the game is actually better now that there's legalized. You don't have guys in the back alley negotiating deals that are under the radar that no one knew about so people who think it's a bad thing that gambling is coming to all these states uh should do a little bit more research because it's actually a very good thing but but you 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 do have to shake your head at times and say this game's got to be fixed oh yeah when you're watching a game and something just incredible happens and you're saying listen there's 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 something going on somebody just got paid off one thing that can't be accounted for and it's been proven is uh, officiating. That's what, absolutely. That, there's there's yeah. your there's your your dark horse in the whole thing. Absolutely. And 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 that's why I've always been a proponent of robot officials. I, I don't know how many leagues can do that, but uh, MLB definitely can. But you, you you already had the Tim Donahue thing, and that that uh, yeah. barely got talked about. Uh, strange. A lot of those guys that were his good buddies that that he had. They had hundreds and hundreds of calls from him to them on different games that they work together and a lot of those guys still officiate today and, oh, yeah. and there was that was not investigated and I know David Stern was really pissed when people started breaking that news but Donahue was was on the take and if you ever read some of the stuff or watch the interviews with him he 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 had it figured out I mean he had it to where he was controlling he knew who was covering oh, yeah. he knew and and you know what's funny is he, he always said like wait i have to throw him throw him a loser every once in a while because if he wins all the time he gets noticed quicker absolutely so. and yeah like your like your umpire in football could call holding whenever yeah, he wanted whenever they, he wants a back judge could call pass interference either way almost every every pass play could be your your referee could right. call roughing the passer he could call yeah. holding i mean it, it really if, if anybody could be paid off obviously it would be a, a referee no question or, or 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 a kicker, possibly yeah. a kicker. Yeah, and you hate to say that stuff. Yeah, you but, do. But you people, do. everybody's got a price, like Ted DiBiase <laughs> says. And and you start flashing money in front of people. You know, they may have medical bills. Their mother could be sick. You don't know what what's going on in somebody's life. And I'm not judging them. I, I it would be hard for me if somebody come to me and said, "Hey, I'll pay you fifty thousand dollars to look the other way on this." Luke, you're you're a uh, umpire. You umpire little league stuff. Obviously, you're not worried about betting in, in those kinds of games, but. Don't you think it would be pretty easy for officials and referees to influence games like that? I mean, yeah, you're you're you have complete control of the game. If you can make any call you want, I mean, not, no one can change your call. So the call you make, it stands. There's just no one changing it. The only person that could change it is if you have a 
someone with you that, right. that saw something else to change it. But <laughs> So can you imagine if a guy was out back by the car and he said, Mr. Doyle, come here. I'll give you 25K here today if uh, such and so the Pike Cubs get to win this game. <laughs> like, you, you know, well, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you're a good kid and you would never do that, but, you know, it, it makes people think, you know, you don't, well, you don't it's, know. It's just like uh, Chris Paul, like in 11 uh, straight uh, playoff games at Scott Foster. Yes, yes. I mean, he lost 11 straight playoff games with Scott Foster being like a, one of the head referees. It's almost impossible, game. isn't yeah, it? Yes. That's really hard to do. And, and there, that just ties into what we were saying. It, it just, there's a lot of questions out there, and, and, and that part of it, I would like to see, uh, uh, you know, under the microscope a little bit more. I, I know people don't like to criticize officials and things like that, and it's the dangerous thing to do. Obviously, you get fined for it and stuff. But you know, I, I think as time goes on, you'll see that uh, there'll, there'll probably be another scandal or two. I, I would, oh, yeah. I would be surprised if there wasn't. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. So we're gonna and we're gonna hit on uh, maybe not right right now because uh, we're gonna start getting into into the, the football side of it. But we want to talk a little bit more uh, betting lingo that that maybe uh, Matt's Matt's very very familiar with because he he works around it uh, all day every day and that that people might not be you know real familiar with you know uh, hedging a bet or or the vig or right uh, just just simple things I had started out for the first show. Obviously, point spread. You're gonna hear us talking about point spreads a lot. So we're kind of going to give you a background here. So you at home who are listening or watching, and if you're not, if you don't know anything about sports betting, we want to try to make it so you can actually be interested and maybe you'll learn something. So you're going to hear us talking a lot about point spreads. And along with point spreads, you'll hear us talking about ATS, which is against the spread. So you have your your favorite maybe giving seven points in a football game. Your underdog is then plus seven. So your favorite minus seven, your underdog plus seven. So the favorite needs to win the game by more than seven points for you to cash your bet. If they win by less than seven, then the underdog cashes. So you hear us talking about teams that are ATS, like what was the Arizona Wildcats ATS last year, or the uh, San Francisco 49ers were whatever against the spread. So that's those are very common things you're going to hear us talking about uh, regularly. And uh, another thing, too, that I talked about uh, or wanted to talk about is the juice or the vig. That's uh, if, you, if you're not familiar or if you've never seen a betting sheet or an app or anything like that, you're going to see uh, the like a game uh, today would be, I'm trying to think of something that would be minus 110, but there's basically all baseball, so there won't yeah. be. But anyway, a point spread. Say you're looking at an NFL game for week one or the Hall of Fame preseason game. You'll see the uh, side, whatever it is, minus three, minus 110. Well, that means you have to put up $110 to win 100 or ten to win a dollar. however you want to look at it. Obviously, we're not all betting $100 every bet or 110 or, or whatever. And, and the VIG will vary. And what the VIG or the juice is, is that's basically a transaction fee. It's basically a tax. For you to be able to get that bet down, you're going to lay the minus 110. And if you win the bet, you get the minus 110 you laid and the 100 that you won. So you would get back $210. So that that's a very common thing you'll see minus 110 is the most common uh what they call it in the industry is a straddle so you'll see minus 110 each way and then as it goes up if one team's minus 115 which means that that number is moving towards that team's direction as being the favorite then you would see a minus 105 on the other side if it's minus 120 you would normally see even money and each book is a little bit different. Uh, most of them are going to be starting with about a 20 cent strata, which is the minus 110 and minus 110. A lot of them, uh, the newer ones, there's been a few uh, that have had like minus 130s on each one. They're just another transaction fee that you're kind of getting ripped off. I know out Wyoming launched an app and uh, people out there were outraged about it. It was everything was at least minus 130. And you, you get guys that are pros 
that that nickel that dime matters oh, a ton geez. to them yeah. when you're laying hundreds down i mean that's it's extra that's an extra you know 110 dollars yeah. to 100 so it's you know it adds up quickly so uh you want to be on the lookout for that you want to try to find uh books that have fair juice most of them will you'll see uh, the juice vary instead of moving a number. If you see a minus three, minus one twenty, that thing's getting close to going up to three and a half. But a lot of books don't like to do that. So there's there's some books that won't move numbers. They'll juice it heavily. They'll go up to one thirty or whatever, and they won't move them. Uh, moving a number is not always an easy thing to do because you don't want to get it to where it falls in between, where the people that wanted the dog cash and the people that had the favorite cash it's the worst thing that can happen to you as a bookmaker so they're always trying to stay away from that so you as a better need to be out there looking for bad numbers things that are up overnight that they didn't adjust or things like that you can always if you got your twitter feed up uh you're getting breaking news on something that maybe you can beat a book to and and there's bad numbers out there it happens every single day so that's uh another thing you'll hear us talking about a lot uh juice and uh the vig which uh comes from an old russian uh, yiddish yeah. term uh so vigorish so that that's very very common uh, another thing you'll hear us talk about a lot is over unders whether they're points or game wins is pretty simple if the total points are going to go over or under the number posted so if it's 48 the game needs to get to 49 for you to win or 48 and a half it needs to get to 49 and that's another thing half points uh those things people may not uh, think they matter a lot I was, I was but mark you know better than anybody it. they matter a lot yes and people say oh that half point what what is that going to matter it I, I don't know the percentage of that and you probably if you don't know it you could probably find out how many times a year that half point comes into play in in it's a lot know, the, in, in the, the NFL outcome especially and 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 the other thing i was going to mention is in in it, the vig how it plays to vegas's uh advantage if 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 the if half the country well let's just say here if if five if five of us bet uh, five hundred and fifty dollars on one team five of us bet five hundred and fifty dollars on the other team Vegas sits there they don't care who wins they right. automatically are going to win fifty dollars right and that's a, that's on a very very small scale exactly when you're talking about the Super Bowl or uh, you know the uh, the NCAA basketball tournament or something and when millions and millions of dollars are right. are bet and and it, they are hoping that both sides are played heavy they right. they sit back and and they can't lose right that, that's and that's a great point because they that's a safety net that they have and that's why half of us will lose half of us will win and that's if the number stays the same obviously if there's lopsided action on the number and it moves which uh for those of you don't understand that if if the favorite's getting bet heavily at minus two and a half and and the number goes up to three three and a half four you'll see you'll see point three four point moves sometimes on games where there's heavy steam on one side and what the sports books want to have the number be pretty stable when you open it you you want it to kind of hang the same but i will say I've heard a lot of guys talk about, um, and, and it's kind of people think that, yeah, you want dead even action on each side. That That's ideal. But they also, a lot of bookmakers now are saying that there's sharp bettors out there. They would rather be on the side of the sharp money, if anything. If yeah. they're not going to have 50-50, right. they want to be on the side with the, with the sharper money, the guys that have the intel, yes. things like that. So, But that stuff, it, it, it makes a huge difference when, when, you, when you're betting games each week. That that half a point is just oh, immense. You And then, and then one, one last thing here. And probably headed to a break here in a second, but here here's the here's the other thing about just us just casual gamblers that that at the end of the day if we if we if we 
just say in the, in the noon games, if we go five and five, five and five betting fifty five dollars a game, you would think that you're going to break even at yeah. five and five. Yeah. Sadly, not automatically lose twenty five dollars yeah. at minus yeah, one ten in almost every case. Yeah, at mi- minus one ten, if yep. you go five and five, you're going. You have to. You have to go six and five to break even. Right. So right there tells you the odds are extremely stacked against you to just to break even. Exactly. And if you're saying you're hitting at 60%, you still got to figure the vig, so you're you're not making much money over the course of a season. No, it's a grind. I mean, if you're yeah. doing this every day and every night, it's an absolute grind and uh the go, yeah, five and five seems great, but oh, yeah, six geez. and five is a lot better because it gets you, you know, yeah, you're, you're, out, you're, of, you're, out of the negative. You're playing it even because Jub tells a story about uh, what what uh, Jeff called me. What was that story, Jub? Yeah, you you we were going to eat dinner somewhere, and and Jeff called you, and you guys were talking about the bets you guys put in, and you said, well. I I, uh, I broke even today, and you kind of were up. You were kind of just down about it. And he goes, "Why you sound like that? Congratulations!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I broke even. By the way, Jub is uh, Jub. Did you introduce uh, Jub's behind the glass? He's producing the show for us. It, it, he does all our wonderful Pine Room stuff, and he'll make this look better than uh, we could even expect. And uh, just a couple of things, too, before we take our first break. Uh, we're going to set up an email for our show here, Better's Last Stand. That stuff's all on the way. Jub's got an unbelievably cool logo for the show. Uh, we got a lot of cool additions that are coming. Uh, right now, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can still get a hold of us at the contact at the Pine Room Podcast. Uh, dot com. That's that's the website. That that's the main show email. You can reach out and uh, get in touch with us there. We we'd love to have uh, listener feedback. I I really I told Jub that uh, early on. I really I wanted. I'm hopeful that people will ask questions and, and send things in and give us uh, topics they want to hear about or sports they're not really sure about how to bet or uh, just any anything that they want us to to talk about from a betting standpoint. I think it would be really cool. So uh, contact at the Podcast dot com and we're going to take a quick break here and then come back and talk a little college football with the Pac-12. Yes. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. All wagering activity should only be conducted by those 21 years of age or older and within the confines of federal, state, and local law. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, contact 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. All right, welcome back into Better's Last Stand. We're going to talk a little Pac-12 football right here. So uh, early on, we're seeing a ton of money coming in here on the Utah Utes. They're the uh, kind of the cream of the crop when it comes to Pac-12 football this year. Highly touted. If, uh, if you guys remember last year, that Rose Bowl game, I think it was a Rose Bowl against Ohio State. Yes. It was a high-scoring affair. Yes. It looked like Utah might pull it out, and they couldn't stop those powerful wideouts from Ohio State. But uh, they're kind of the team right now that's uh, taking heavy action early on. Uh, they, they do have a really tricky opening game, though. they got to go to Florida. They're a, a minus-two uh, favorite in that game. So well, um, overall thoughts on Utah. What, do you, what are you guys thinking? Do you think they're worthy of being the favorite in the Pac-12? I, you're, not, you're not sold on them, I, I don't think, are you? I, no, no, I'm not. I, I, I think they're very good, well-coached. Um, I, I, I think they're getting a little too much respect in it, the number that they, that they are right now. I, I'm just not certain 
Uh, and if you, the, you guys listening at home, if you hear me say that, the number that they're at, I'm usually referring to what they are to either win their conference or the national championship. So in Utah's case, they are 3-1 to one to win the Pac-12 in about 45-1. to one. Now you can find different numbers at different books, but those are kind of the ballparks. Uh, I think they're a very good team. Well-coached Kyle Whittingham's a really good coach. It's like his 17th year or something yeah. there, so he's very good. But uh, Luke, what do you think about the Utes? Um, they're. I feel like they're always just uh, coached well. Uh, obviously, uh, they got a good. They always have good linebackers. Obviously, they got a good running back returning. Uh, I, what I really like about their team is the two tight ends. Uh, Great tight they, ends. They said they have uh, the best tight end room because both both tight ends each had about 600 yards a piece and seven touchdowns a piece. So that tight end room would be tough to stop, especially with linebackers and all that just lining up with different sets and. Uh, DBs and safeties trying to guard those two guys, which I think I think that'll be a big advantage for them. But yeah, I, the yes. line will be struggles. Yeah, I agree. And then and, and they're definitely gonna have to rebuild there. Their, their tight ends are getting a lot of talk about NFL, so that's a that's obviously a huge weapon. Um, they do lose a, a little bit on offense, and then the line definitely a concern. I, I do like their I do like their total over eight and a half wins. Even though if you look at their schedule, right, they they've got some tough games as you mentioned at at Florida, at Florida yeah. to open the season. They got to go to UCLA, who I. I think is going to be very, very good. I think UCLA is going to be very good. They got USC at home, and everybody knows about Lincoln Riley and what's right. going on there. So that's that's another tough matchup, and they have to go to Oregon. So yeah. those are those are four very, very tough games. If they pass all those tests, or three of the four, they'll they'll get over the number. But you know, if you stumble. Right in those games, I, I don't know that 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 number is probably pretty darn close, which they make them all close. But I like them to go. Yeah, so over nine, you're I, thinking? I, I, I like it over nine. Yeah. I, I like it over nine. So we're gonna we're gonna remember these two as we go. And yeah, we're gonna, we got uh, we got the value of video and audio. We can end, play it back all at this the stuff. end of the year. We'll 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 reevaluate. But I do I do like them. Uh, uh, over eight and a half wins, and I do think they'll be the, the yeah. So the those of you, be. those of you out there, if you're if you're looking or you already liked Utah and you hear us talking about it, look for a number. If you can find eight and a half out there, yes. it's probably going to be juiced to about minus one thirty at least for the over. So right now they're in, sitting around nine, even at most places. So uh, take a look and, and look at other books and uh, find the best number before you bet that. Uh, second choice, obviously, like you mentioned, with Lincoln Riley coming over to USC, they're going to take a lot of money. They have been taking a lot of money. They're a program that draws a lot of money anyway, and now that they have the uh, superstar coach and the superstar quarterback, Caleb Williams, coming in, they're, they're going to really be uh, kind of a, a team that everybody's going to uh, be on. I don't think they're going to be – I think they'll be okay. I'm Not okay. They're going to be very good, obviously, because it's talent uh, from the from the portal. But And Lincoln Riley, obviously, is a great recruiter and, and a very good coach. But I don't think they'll be as – as good as everybody's projecting them, just for the fact he's going to have to, you know, develop a system, get get his um, get his team together, um, and and face some tough tests. I mean, these these teams are going to want to beat USC now because of all the all the hype they're getting. So I like them under the total. Uh, uh, I see it a lot of places at nine and a half. Yeah, I, I like it. I like the USC under that total for this year. You better get it this year because I would assume after this year, you know, they're, they're, that that number is going to go up. But they've got some. You know, they got to play Notre Dame the last game right. of the year. And Luke's beloved Irish. <laughs> they have to go to Utah. They they have to go to UCLA. Right. So they they've got some they got some and very very they, difficult. They got to travel to a place, and I'll talk about it a little bit later because it's the team that I like in this league a lot to overachieve is uh, Oregon State. Okay. Really really yeah. tough place to play. Yeah. Corvallis and I agree. Uh, they've knocked off a lot of good teams up there, and I think you're right. I think you'll see uh, USC. They open with Rice. 
and then Stanford and Fresno State, they probably yeah. get by all those. But that going to Corvallis on week in their fourth game is, is you know, that's going to be a step up for them. And uh, it may take them a while to get get all on the same page. The talent's there. He's he's crushed it in the recruiting yeah. and the transfer portal, and he's raiding uh, Pitt and all these other. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the guys, some actually some uh, Pac-12 kids transferred uh, up there. A couple running backs. Uh, so they're going to be really good. Luke, what do you think about the Trojans? I know your your heart's going to be saying Notre Dame. That should be a hell of a game, actually. But yeah, it will, it will be. I, I have no actually I don't I don't like the Trojans but I'm not gonna sit here. And lie <laughs> well, I didn't expect you to like them, but, but uh, do you think they I, can win anybody money? Would you go over or under that total of nine and a half? For um, them? I'm gonna stick with Mark here. I'm gonna go with the under as well because I think the defense is uh, definitely questionable. I think the defense they're gonna have to put up a lot of points a game to win, and that offense I mean, it's, it has like they're loaded on the offensive side with a bunch of talented players. But if they don't show up a week or two, I mean they're gonna lose a game because that defense is just they don't have the t- they have the talent, but I just don't think that defense coordinator and all that they're not he's not gonna put that together quick. Yeah, I, when I was going through it, I I circled that I thought they would have seven wins for yeah. sure, and then like you said, Mark, a couple 50-50 games. Uh, you know, Washington State's gonna be better. They're at Utah, they're at UCLA, yeah. they got Notre Dame, and then they go to Oregon State. So they're gonna have to win a couple of those to have a shot. Uh, this is one that uh, from the industry standpoint, we you know we're we're happy to keep taking that money on them because they one thing that could work in their favor, though, is the Pac-12 is notoriously choked and uh, had bad performances. But uh, yes. they, they seem like maybe this year there's a couple of teams that could surprise in there. So uh, I think USC is interesting to keep an eye on, but I would probably lean to the under there, too. Yeah. Uh, our next team, uh, Oregon Ducks, uh, big-time overhaul for them. They uh, they lose their coach, Chris Ball. He goes to Miami, back to where he played. And... Uh, I don't know. The Ducks are an interesting team here. They they obviously draw talent because of uh, their 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 uniforms and all their flashiness and the Nike connection and things like that. And uh, they're uh, three to one to win the Pac-12 and a uh, forty-five to one uh, to win the national championship. I would pass on them. Uh, Dan Lanning comes over from Georgia. Uh, the defensive coordinator did a great job there. This isn't Georgia, though, and it's going to be tough to have a defense as good as he had there. So uh, what, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm with you. I would pass on that total. I think it's right Eight on the Eight and a half? Yeah, yeah, I think it's right. Right on the number they get. They, obviously, they open against Georgia. And Luke, you made a comment on that uh, on that um, game uh, earlier th- today. Where is that at, though? Uh, it's I, a neutral, neutral field. Yeah. Now it's funny you mentioned that, Luke, because uh, Bo Nix is horrible on, on <laughs> yeah. the road. He's, I was going really to say Bo Nix goes back to play in SEC country where he struggled, and now he goes to Oregon, uh, transfers there to try to lead the Ducks. Uh, Soup, who's a regular on our podcast, uh, talked about how he was going to hammer Oregon first game of the year, and then he kind of backed up quickly when I told him that they played Georgia first. Uh, <laughs> uh, but hey, if you can get seventeen and a half, maybe get that hook that we were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, maybe jump on that. It's it's a neutral field. I think they're playing at the Falcons, uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, I believe, in Atlanta. Yeah. But obviously, it'll be heavy Georgia. But uh, you know, Oregon probably still has enough in the cupboard to to be able to surprise them. Georgia's replacing a ton, so yeah. we'll talk about them when we talk about the SEC. But uh, yeah, I I would probably lean away from the Ducks. I, I they're kind of an unknown. Yeah, I I agree, Luke. I agree. I, I'm taking the points there. I'm, I am definitely uh, going to take the 16. Where what what is the line right now? It's uh, I, I right? think it's 17. Yeah, 16 and a half, 17. Yep. Yeah, if you that that's very important. If you can get that uh, that I, I, 17 and a half, that makes a major major difference. Yeah. So I, I like I like I'm I'm with you, Luke. I'm going to take the Ducks and we'll quack. Uh, here in the Pine Room. Yeah, one. and they, right. got, they got one of the best linebackers at Noah Sewell. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Very good. Yeah. yeah, so real quick on that line, uh, just to follow up, that is uh, right now it's sitting about 17, totals 51. 
Uh, Georgia opened uh, at 16, and uh, it, it's gone to 17. Some places, uh, 17 and a half even. So you're starting to see some uh, lean towards Georgia there. But uh, I'd be leery of that too. Georgia's coming back with a lot of new guys, and it's tough coming off of a national championship and coming out and playing a great game against a you know, pretty quality opponent. So, yes. yes. Uh, next team we're going to talk about UCLA Bruins. Coach, you uh, you, you mentioned it. Maybe you're interested in Chip Kelly's team a little this year. Yeah, I I like them. They got a very good quarterback. Uh, they do very experienced. Thompson yes. Robinson, very very. Uh, he might be one of the better quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Um, I look for them to be very very strong. I think they'll. I think they're going to outshine USC this year. Um, you know, that's going to be a hell of a game when they play uh, in November. Uh, but I do like UCLA. I like them um, I, I like them over their win total also. I, I, I think their win total. Do you like, see them around eight and a half? Is that what you uh, yeah, see? Yeah, I, I, like I like them to win nine games. I think I, they can win nine I, games. I agree. Um, they, they also got some uh, really nice additions in the transfer portal. Actually, compliments of our uh, friend of the show and uh, relative uh, Jake there at uh, North Texas. A uh, couple of really good players on defense, uh, twin brothers that transferred. Uh, to UCLA, which they expect to make a huge impact on their defensive front. So, uh, at the expense of our poor uh, Mean Green, but uh, I think Chip Kelly's pretty solid coach. I think they'll be here. Is a, here's an interesting fact too that people uh, you should consider. UCLA uh, plays the weakest schedule of any Power Five team in the country. So nope. their their schedule is very favorable. They the, all their road games, other than going to Oregon, they go to Colorado, who's going to stink. Arizona State, as you said, yep. is is they're a mess. They're they're a, they're a mess. They're on, and and Cal. So yeah. that's their road games. Other yeah. than Oregon, they they'll be. And, and you look the way they started out: Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado, Washington. Yeah. Washington Washington's at home, so they're at Colorado. They they easily they, should be five and zero going against going to Utah, Utah. or home against Utah. Home actually. against Utah. So then, I, I look for them to win nine games uh, for sure. Yeah, because if you count the five that they probably should win to start the season, and then you got Stanford and Arizona right there, and Cal. There's the eight wins right there. Yeah, and if they upset. Arizona State or USC or Oregon or Utah. I mean, then they're they're you're you yes, cash. Yes, so uh, so I, I like that. I like that actually a lot over over eight and a half. Luke, so. what are you thinking? What's your thoughts on the Bruins? Um, I agree actually with that schedule, and uh, I think the uh, the key player of this uh, team is actually the running back, the transfer from Michigan. Really good. He transferred oh, yeah. last year and had a great year. That Zach uh, don't even know how to say the last name, but he he had a great year last year, and I think I think he'll have another great year, and he'll be. I'm going to say he's going to be the best running back in the Pac-12. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, yeah uh, Charbonnet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's legit, and uh, they, you know, talent's not an issue there in UCLA. They 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 get players. So in their backyard. Kelly, yeah, I mean they're they're just basically trying to beat out Lincoln Riley now. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how they. Uh, perform this year. I mean, it's about time that Chip Kelly's kind of got to kick it in gear here because, uh, you know, the pressure gets high, especially with USC going to be back uh, as a powerhouse. Yes. You, you got you to gotta be thinking Chip's saying, I got to win this year. So uh, next team we're going to talk about, Washington. Um, mixed reviews on this team. I, I, I've i seen some things that I read that I liked about Washington, but I also, when I was going through what I thought were sure wins i can only come up with five what do you what are you guys thinking are they right now their win total sitting about seven and a half yeah I, I i would play that definitely under um i agree with you uh, based on their schedule uh which is not good they got michigan they got to play michigan state go to ucla um go to oregon go to washington state um, yeah. So uh, Oregon State at home. So I, their their schedule is not conducive to I don't think any more than 
they five or six wins. I mean, they would almost have to win in games where they're they're going to be underdogs. I, I mean, they'll probably be a small favorite against Oregon State, and I don't know about Michigan State. They may be a dog at home in that game. Yeah, I think they're early line have them like three point dog at, yeah. at home against Michigan State. So I, I think that's tough. You you got to find eight wins on that schedule. I I don't see it. Um, I I Luke, agree. Luke, what are you seeing on? I, I agree with you guys on, on the, the Huskies. I, I agree with you guys on the under, but I think uh, Michael Penix is he was a good quarterback in Indiana. He, he struggled last year. He didn't have he doesn't have much obviously right. in Indiana going right. against all those good uh Big Ten defenses, but I yeah. think I think he'll uh, help them a lot, actually. Yeah, no, that's a definite upgrade. You're right about that. It's a great point. Uh, the definite upgrade, and we've seen quarterback play can and can make these these teams better. I mean, all two wins maybe. So maybe maybe they have enough there with Penix. Maybe they go in there and they beat Arizona State and they beat Cal and maybe they upset Oregon. You know, they don't know. So they could they could get to eight, but uh, it would probably be a bet. I would probably say if I was going to have to choose, I would just sit that one out. I would probably lean to the under on that, but. It's not something that I absolutely love. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, moving on down, um, anybody below uh, the top five teams there? I know Stanford's getting some talk. I, I personally wanted to talk a little bit about Oregon State. I think they're uh, pretty dangerous. I think they're well coached. Uh, Jonathan Smith is their coach. I think it's his like, fifth or sixth year. Uh, he, he's doing a good job. I I, I had them a few times late in the year last year, including against Oregon, and uh, a couple of games where they were in very tight games. And uh, one thing I, I like to see is how teams perform in those tight games. And I thought that the Oregon State showed a lot of uh, they, they showed a lot of good signs of a team that could cover. They can run the ball. They're pretty stout on the lines on both sides, and uh, their quarterback play is is seems to be improving. So I I thought they were kind of like my dark horse team in the Pac-12. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you, but I I would stay away from that. Um, uh, what what they got to it's five and a half. They, I think uh, six and a half is what I six and a half. I, I don't I don't see them getting there, but I would. It could stay be away. it could be a, they're going to have to pull a couple upsets. No yeah, doubt about it. But I but I would say again I would lean to over, but I would stay. Uh, I wouldn't bet that. Right, yeah, Luke. What do you think? You got any th- thoughts on the Beavers? Um, not really. I mean. Obviously, they're always a program that I don't think anyone wants to play, especially at the end of the year. One of those yeah, and, teams up, and up there at Corvallis is yeah. a terrible place to go. <laughs> I'd probably stay away from that one. Just just leave it alone. Yeah, I, I I'm intrigued by that game in the in week one on uh, September the third where they uh, take on Boise, Boise State. Yeah, I I think that's a sneaky good game there and. Uh, the, the line's been moving towards Oregon State, which uh, worries me a little bit. Uh, it's up to about four now. Uh, started out at about two and a half, so um, that, that's a little tricky. But uh, keep an eye on that game. It could be uh, could be a very good game uh, late night on uh, Saturday of the uh, opening week. Yeah, and I don't think there are any uh, Pac-12 games in week week. There zero. is not. There is not. There are no. So it, they they. Uh, I think the first uh, Pac-12 game happens on Friday, September second. Yeah, Colorado exactly. is TCU uh, laying seven and a half at Colorado. T- yeah, TCU, which I I think TCU will absolutely. Yeah, Colorado them. could be in for a uh, so we could rough segue year. into Colorado here. I think yeah. they're I think they're a mess. Luke, you were talking about some teams you thought were a mess. In the Pac-12, is Colorado one of them that you think yes, is a mess? Col- Colorado, I think Arizona State. I, I think they'll be lucky to win three games this year. That that yeah. overs that uh, total is way too high. Colorado was decimated in transfer reporter. I, it, my last note uh, said twenty-two. They lost, uh, including some good players. They lost guys at USC, Oregon. So when you got kids transferring 
in, in within your conference is always a bad sign. And then uh, they lost the, the really good running back, the kid that was the offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 either, I think two years ago, uh, the Broussard kid, he uh, oh, transferred yeah. to Michigan State. Yes. So that, that's that's just too much to overcome. Carl Durrell's been on a hot seat for a couple years, and I, I don't see it getting any better for him anytime soon. And so. I think Herm Edwards is yeah. – this is, uh, this is probably it for Herm. Yeah, well, now he's under investigation. Yeah. And that, that right there, if you're not going to win and then you got to deal with that. Now, he had he had built a pretty decent program. They were very stout on defense, and they played uh, disciplined football. They were they were a team that, that you felt like if you could get points with them any time, you would take them because they would play close games. But They do have uh, Emory Jones coming in from Florida, but they did also lose yes. uh, Jaden Daniels who went to LSU. Huge, huge loss there, I don't think Emory Jones is very good. Me either, Luke. I would say that trade-off they lost a little bit, but but it could be worse because they could have somebody that's never played or has no talent. Uh, so it could be a lot worse than that. Anybody else in the Pac-12 that you guys like, dislike, the team you think is going to be absolutely horrible? Uh, I love Stanford. I think, do you? I think Stanford. Wow. That's actually one of my... Interesting. That's one of my totals that I would hammer. I would I Really? Would, yes. If I would give advice to people, it would be Stanford. I, I think this Tanner McKeek, I mean, they're projecting him to be a first-round I, I, quarterback. I saw right? that. He's supposed to be an absolute breakout superstar. So, I mean, that's... Uh, then they got... Do they have... Uh, and David Shaw is just a great coach. He's he's always for what the uh, expectations. Do they? Have, I think they got Emmett Smith's son on her team. Yeah, too. He's, yeah. He's, he, they said. He's yeah. So, be so Stanford player. over four and a half. You're liking? Oh, yes. Okay. Do, let's. Do, uh, do let's you think that'd be a tricky one for your? Do you guys play them? Right, Notre yeah, Dame. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a let's take a look at their schedule. I mean, obviously yeah. they're going to beat Colgate. Right. Uh, USC. They're going to be at least That's, a touchdown dog. Washington will be a touchdown dog. Oregon, couple touchdown dog. Oregon State. At home, that Maybe could be a, a that could yeah. be a toss up. At Notre Dame, that's not going to work. No. Arizona State at home, Luke, you might you might grab that one. At UCLA, that's going to be tough. Washington State, maybe at home. So there's four wins. Then yep. you got to go to Utah at Cal. That'll be that'll be a toss, toss up, up, and yep. then end with BYU. So you're you're. You, it looks like right around five, six yeah. wins there. Right? I had them at four, just for games that I thought they would absolutely certainly win. But, but. that, but that is Luke's. Uh, yeah, is that Luke? Are you throwing that out as your uh, five star? Uh, Pac-12 uh, lock. Your yes, top win total oh, play yes. in the Pac-12. Huh? Okay, yes. and I'm going to throw UCLA as my uh, okay. top. And I like Oregon State. Over. And Matt likes Oregon State as his top play. So. Yeah. All right. So well. I, I think that's uh, you know that. Now, now the thing about. Uh, the thing about the Pac-12 for us here regionally, we, we don't. By the end of the night here at the, in the Pine Room, things get a little foggy right. for the Pac-12. So we're <laughs> not we're not quite as versed on the Pac-12, honestly, as we are. On the, the Pac-12 network doesn't do us any favors right, by right. not being on the damn cable systems, right. like Directv <laughs> or uh, any of the other ones. Comcast, Cox. People bitch about this all through. The country that the Pac-12 yeah. is, they the people say they could screw up a cup of coffee in the way it's looking like. Well, Their yeah, best teams are leaving. Yeah. I mean, they got all kinds of issues. But uh, yeah, it is. You're right, Coach. Uh, I'm better off catching yes. a Pac-12 game on a Thursday or Friday yeah. night than I am a Saturday. Saturday most definitely. But uh, two great games there the first week: Oregon and Georgia, and Utah yes. and Florida. And uh, like I said, that one game I like a little bit is the Boise Oregon State game. Uh, so we'll talk more about those as we get closer to it. And we're going to take a quick break, and you are right here watching, listening to Better's Last Stand. Jub, you can edit that part. (laughs) Uh, We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about the NFC West. All right, welcome back to Better's Last Stand. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of NFL here, NFC West concentration today. But uh, before we get into that, uh, we were just talking off camera about just bad beats and uh, 
just some things we've seen over the years, uh, whether it's uh, at a restaurant, a bar, here in the pine room, uh, sitting at home on your couch, laying in bed, being on your phone, uh, sweating out a miserable NBA game, whatever it would be. So, Coach, you had a couple stories well, you wanted to mention. Well, the first thing I wanted, because uh, one of our podcast members in uh, – avid pine room guys just walked in chris um and and chris always says that there is no such thing as the lip <laughs> and and my my argument to that is uh, it, my argument to that is if there's no such thing to the lip why does why do people say don't ever mention a guy's got a no hitter going why why exactly unwritten I, rules I, I, unwritten rule like you you can't you can't tell me that if if we're sitting in a dugout and a guy's got a no hitter going in the seventh and some knucklehead at the end of the bench says, "Hey, you know Joe's got a no hitter going," what do you think? Almost guaranteed is going to happen guaranteed. with the next batter. First hitter is going to be a little dribbler. He's going to get through. <laughs> so, Luke, you're a pitcher. What do you think about that? You want to get bothered? Want somebody? If you were getting deep into a game, would you want somebody to tell you you were you hadn't given? Up I just a hit think or? I just but, think like anything. Like people just it doesn't happen often. So when it's when right. it's like almost happening, they're talking it about sticks it. Like, out. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but he, but he doesn't. He doesn't even have to tell the pitcher. It could be right. two guys, anybody just but, talking about it. You're right. You're right. Somebody you're right. sitting in the stands right. says it, and Chris doesn't. Chris doesn't believe in that. He he doesn't believe like that. It when it, when a when a kicker's an announcer says, "Well, this guy's kicked twenty hasn't missed. 20, yeah. hasn't missed. He's hit twenty straight. Same with the guy at the free throw line. Fifteen for his last fifteen. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Right. It's it just it's just. I I know that you say there's no way that can control it, but there is something somewhere, some evil spirit that rears its ugly head when somebody throws the lip. Yeah. And especially if you're sitting around betting guys and they say you got this thing oh, they locked get pissed. up. You know when Chris says this you're you got a lock here. You're you're people get pissed. I know guys who've ended friendships over that stuff. It, it, they guys say text you and say, "Oh, great call, good winner." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, they, whatever sport it goes wrong. Yes. And and there's so many instances of this happening. Uh just, I mean, we we all talked about on one of the Pine Room podcasts about the the miserable beat that Nick suffered at the hands of uh, <laughs> the Florida Kentucky uh, fiasco a couple of years ago, and uh, that one's one that I was a little hazy on. It was getting late in the it, night, but I remember the miserable outcome, and I felt terrible for him. But and, uh, we've and for, all seen him. Just for just for those who are tuning in and just listening as a casual listener, a bad beat refers to a a something that happens at the end of a game when you're gambling. That some crazy play or some off the wall several plays that happened that seemed like impossible and they just happen to uh, happen and you lose your bet when you absolutely think that you have your bet won. Like the, the definition that I had real quick, coach, is says bad beat when a wager on the verge of winning becomes a losing ticket quickly. <laughs> and, and a bad beat is common up here, and it's, it'll be common for all kinds of betters but, across the country. But bad beats are a major part of gambling, not only the winning and losing, but but the stories and Incredible. the fun and the and the re- remembering the bad beat and people talking about bad beats. Uh, uh, over and over and over about incredible how they happen. But anyway, what was the one, uh, Nick, that, that, that happened? Luke, here? do you remember how that went down? Um, I, don't, yeah, Luke, I, mean, I don't remember the score, but like there was literally like Florida, I think Florida was beating Kentucky, and they literally just had to like kneel it or just like right. just. Don't like, wait, they, the he clock. had the under, correct? 
I believe, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we 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 had battled. It would look like it was an a over seesaw game. game, and yeah. it looked like an over points. game for sure. And and we battled. We because all of us, everybody in the pine we room, we all had, had it, the yeah. under, and, and it, it slowed way down. Because you're it, right, it was well, on fire happened, early. So we had to we had to battle back and forth. And it went, you know, we kept getting a defensive stand or a turnover. Team was driving. Right. I think it over. Couple, maybe a missed field so, goal. So or something anyway, too. what happened, Luke? What you you you're so they were just better just run the ball like or you just kneel it, and they they decided a lateral would be a great idea for a play call late. In that game, they lateral it, and this kid, and he's probably never scored a touchdown in his college career. He sees open field, and the Kentucky and, guys had yeah. like eleven at the line of scrimmage, yeah. so they weren't, you know, they, they were, were all ready. in to try try to stop him there. And they weren't trying to get him when he was already no. Loose. Once he they broke didn't, through, yeah, the, they didn't care. The first line of defense, it was over with. And uh, I, Nick always says he hears me yelling in his, in his sleep, uh, no, 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 and that was that was awful. It was one of those plays, and Luke just described. You could see it coming as soon as that dude got the ball pitched to him. You could could see that Kentucky had nobody more than like two yards off of the line of scrimmage and you were like this dude breaks through this it, it's that's gone. The lateral, the 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 multiple laterals at the end of a game usually turn out bad. Yeah, they you know they keep going backwards and 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 yeah. there's absolutely no way they're going to swell. There have been a couple of those that have Stanford Cal and then uh, yeah, watch another one. But but for the most part, those always turn out bad. And Normally, when, and if you have the team that is is lateraling the ball and you need them to to just hang on, you are literally holding your breath, hoping that yeah. they fall on it. It goes out of bounds. There's a penalty. Something happens. Because it's, you know that it's not going to turn, especially if they're deep in their territory. Right, right. And and they it, start laddering, you're 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 in trouble. It usually never turns out well. Uh, there was one I had written down. Uh, Luke, do you have you heard of or seen? I'm sure you have, but uh, the Music City Miracle back in 2000 when the uh, when the Titans beat the Bills on that bunch of laterals on that oh. kickoff at the end. But I'm, I had that written down. It was it. Listen to this. If you hadn't seen it, okay. So the Bills were catching five in the game. The Bills were leading 16 to 15 with 16 seconds left and they're kicking off to the Titans and the Titans executed this ridiculous amount of laterals you remember that coach yeah, throwing it across the absolutely. field I, Frank Wachek well, threw it to somebody they had, was, to, they had to review several right, times right. And, and make sure that they weren't all for, or yeah, any of them were forward right, yeah. but yeah so then then they end up uh, winning the game 22 to 16 and if you got the Bills plus 5 <laughs> you thought you were in great shape and and, and it's just amazing and I, this one stu- stuck out to me real quick too that I was, I was reading back through some of the notes that I had made about bad beats a while ago and this one an NBA which I don't bet a lot of because it's very difficult and it's so so frustrating uh, I was following this on my phone one night and I remember this game vividly <laughs> it was the Knicks and the Pacers in 2019 the total was 209 I had the over the Pacers led the game 104 to 100 with five minutes and five <laughs> seconds left in the game not one field goal scored the rest of the game. The Pacers won 104-103. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's and we'll 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 uh, we'll bring up some really good bad beats uh, each week, some fun ones, and and I, I want to talk about some other really fun stories about gambling and how it how it can keep your interest in an absolutely miserable game that means nothing. That that that, that the only reason you're watching is because of the spread and how how it and you know and, and a blowout at the game and right. how it. So anyway, we'll. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, as we go on, but let's uh, let's go out west with Jump the uh, NFL the and talk NFC about that a little West. Bit. Big news of the day: Kyler Murray signs that big deal that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Luke, what do you think about that? You think it's overpaying? Way overpaid. Uh, he I just I, he hasn't proven himself yet, in my opinion. I mean, he's got he's got he's got all the receivers he needs. He's got a right. good tight end in Zach Ertz. Um, he's got running backs to work with. The defense. I mean, they did lose Chandler Jones, but yeah, yeah way way overpaid. That he's not going to. 
I feel like teams, and you guys, you know, you may not agree with this, but I, I seem to think that teams, they're so worried that they're going to get caught with a quarterback who's worse than the one they have, and right. they overpay these guys. Yeah. Like, I get it. He's a great athlete. He, I don't know his durability is going to be maybe an issue. He's a small guy, an incredibly freakish athlete, really fast. Uh, they started out great last year. I remember uh, Champ saying that they were going to win the Super Bowl, and, uh, and then things went off the rails. But uh, I – their, their win total, they're, they're at eight and a half. Um, I'm not a believer in this team at all. Uh, right, neither uh, am I. Four to one to win the division, 20 to one to win the NFC, and 35 to one to win the Super Bowl. I like Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I don't think he's a great coach. Uh, I think he's a really good offensive coordinator. But uh, this guy couldn't win games with Patrick Mahomes in college. Uh, I don't know what he was doing. Right. And uh, I, I, I don't know. Some of the, I mean, they obviously, they, they uh, how, how many games is uh, Hopkins out for? Six. six. So he's out six. They get Hollywood Brown. They bring him in from Baltimore, which I'm, I'm not sure how. What do you think of that, Luke? You think those guys will find the chemistry they had at Oklahoma again? or? Uh, I. I think I think he'll be good when D Hop comes back because yeah. D Hop will be drawing attention sure. and they won't be worrying about down the Hollywood's field. Hollywood's not a number one. He's a though. speedster, but yeah. uh, I know the first six games he will not be. He's not a wide receiver one for sure. Right, and James Conner, he, he's he's had a good. He scored a ton of touchdowns, but his he's always hurt. I mean, I, I just I just don't trust his team for for right. uh, many reasons. Uh, Coach, what do you and these you, run, you know these running quarterbacks uh, eventually they're they're gonna they're gonna end up right. getting getting injured. It's just inevitable, whether it's a, a small injury that keeps them out of game or quarters. But those guys that run all the time, and, and it works for a while, but these these linebackers and defensive backs are so fast, big, quick anymore that it's 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 a, a, a danger, these guys running around. So, again, Murray, I, I'm, I'm with you, Luke. I'm not sold on him totally. I think he has flashes of tremendous – well, obviously he's a tremendous athlete, but – I, I'm not sold on them, and I don't think they'll win that division. And, and they open, and if you guys look, they, the schedule, they didn't get any favors. The whole no. division really didn't. No. they got to play the AFC West. I mean, that's four really tough teams right yes, there. Yes. Open, and they start the season uh, against Kansas City. And, then, I mean, they're catching three at home. So, I mean, that's that's not a good way to start out. Yeah. I and mean, then they go to the to the Raiders, I think, and then the Rams. I mean, that's tough start. Three games right there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a – not behind the Cardinals. I really don't think uh, they're, they're going to be. A, a, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely. I would highly mec- recommend the under eight. I I had them uh, getting to eight wins. So I mean, in the NFL, you know, anything can happen. You got to keep an eye. You, you're kind of crossing your fingers that guys don't get hurt and so on and so forth. But Arizona is is not a team. I would probably have them finishing third in this division if I was going to have. And you like you like the Niners to win the division. I. I I just by default, I got to be honest. This whole division, if we talk about the 49ers next, uh, they're, I mean, they have, they're going to be starting a guy who's basically a rookie quarterback. He hasn't, he hasn't played any significant time. Uh, I, I don't think Garoppolo, they said they're going to trade him or whatever. So I don't think he's going to stick on the roster. But, uh, you know, Luke, what do you think of Trey Lance? Do you think he can do enough to get them over 10 wins? Uh, no, I'm not sold on him at all, actually. I, I, I think he was not a good pick for them. Um, I think it was a terrible pick. Yeah, I didn't understand yeah. the pick. I mean, he did go to what? He went to North Dakota, something right. like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, played against. Yeah, <laughs> not not the greatest competition, and he took a lot of time off football. I thought that was a weird pick because I thought Garoppolo was good enough to, to a serviceable player with a team that had a really good roster, really good defense, really good running game, and you figure they're like a piece away from maybe going back to the Super Bowl, and they choose him. I, I thought it was a strange pick, but uh, yeah, I, I think. I think the 49ers obviously are going to be very solid on the ground. Uh, one one thing I do like from their team is uh, Elijah Mitchell. I, I think he's a 
decent bet at twenty to one to be the top rusher in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're gonna he's gonna he's gonna get the ball a ton with Lance being the quarterback. Like they'll throw even less than they did with uh, yeah. with Jimmy G. And you know he had nine hundred yards last year in just eleven games. So in his uh, yardage total is uh, nine hundred fifty yards. So I, I would like him. I would lean over that as well. So I, I like him. I think that's that's going to be the key to their team because I don't think they can rely on a quarterback. And and do you what do you think the Rams? I mean, do you think they can repeat? I don't think they can because I think that a lot they. I, they were good last year. Cooper Cup was absolutely incredible, but right. I don't think they have a chance of repeating what they did last year. They 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 were lucky a lot last year. Absolutely. You look at the playoffs. You look dropped at them interception in the or oh, the yeah. Niners are in. Oh yeah, I mean they they literally lucked out to get to where and then to they win the almost Bowl. blew it against Tampa. I, absolutely. I, I think Matt Stafford uh, got very fortunate last year. He's getting a lot of praise for how good he did, but he could have easily been the goat last year for the wrong reasons, not not the good goat. Yeah. But uh, it, just some careless mistakes, which he's prone prone to have. And I also think too, um, they have no depth on that team at all. And they were very healthy last yeah, year. Right. So, you, you know, you look at teams like the Ravens and some of the teams that were decimated by injuries last year. You can't, in the NFL, you know, the the margin for error is so fine. Well, a couple injuries, the key positions, you don't have any depth, and, and you're finished. So, right. it, you know, I, I would be against the Rams this year. Um, I would probably play them under 10.5. I think they'll win right around 9 or 10. Uh, and then I think it'll be between them and the 49ers because I'm not really sure about the uh, – the Seahawks. What do you guys think about? Well, them? back to the uh, and, oh, yeah. and the Rams losing Vaughn Miller on the defensive Big end loss. is a huge loss for them. I mean, he was yep. he was the, the you know other than Aaron Donald, obviously, yeah. but the, he was the key to their defense. So yeah, you lose, get a pass rusher like him in a big yes. game. So I think that's that's going to hurt them on that side of the ball also. So what, what do you guys think about Cup about him, the way if he can duplicate like last year he had it was one thousand nine hundred forty seven yards. His total this year. Uh, his middle total, 1,300 yards. 1,305 yards is what is over and under is for his yards this season. I mean, that's a big difference. But I mean, do you think teams are going to figure out a way to double-team him? And to yeah. find well, a way the to issue spend? is, I mean, they picked up Allen Robinson in free agency, right. who's a solid receiver. Do they still have Robert Woods? No. he. They traded him to the uh, – he played for the Titans now? I think they replaced – I think he replaced A.J. Brown. But I also – I think – I think Odell Beckham is also a key piece to this team. If they if they can sign him and return him, I think that'll be huge with uh, Cam Akers. Yeah, they the have the firepower. Field. They yeah. definitely do. I'm, I I just injuries would concern me. They they have no depth at all. They have no real draft picks that they're going to be using this year. So the O line's weak too with it, losing Andrew. Yeah, Whitworth. yeah. I mean, that, when a guy plays for as long as he did, that's yeah. a huge. So huge. so Luke, you're you're not high on the Rams again. Uh, Actually, I would take the over just because I don't. They just have too. You just think by default they're the best yeah. team in the division. I can yeah. see that argument. I definitely can. Yeah. But also. Uh, my sleeper team is Seattle. I do not oh. think they'll finish last in that division. Really? No. So who who is is Drew Locke going to be the quarterback? Is that what that's you're the issue? I do. I think they easily won that Russell Wilson trade. Getting a young tight end and Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant's going to be really good in that offense with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to spread the field. Well, they got weapons. There's no doubt about yeah. that. If they have good quarterback play. That they don't. It doesn't even have to be good. It just has to be like solid that can get the job done. I think. I think they'll go easy. I think they can get that uh, five and a half win total easy. So you would trust uh, Drew Locke over uh, some of the other quarterbacks in the well Stafford. Obviously, he's probably the standalone guy but over Trey Lance definitely then huh I would yeah I would like them to try to get Jimmy G honestly I mean I, they, I think he would fit perfectly in that offense yeah you know if they if they got him I, I agree I yeah. think that that would be a huge get for them if, if speaking of tight ends where'd Noah Fant play college uh, Luke oh uh, Iowa Iowa yeah okay yeah Iowa produces a lot of good tight ends and so does Notre Dame so yeah Miami used to but not anymore yeah I think the Seahawks are interesting team like Luke said but 
can Drew Locke play? And I, God forbid they have to go to Geno Smith because that could get really <laughs> ugly really fast. But uh, the Seahawks, 16-1 to to win that division. You know what? The more the more you talk about it, it might – I'm not a big believer in any of these teams. I mean, why right. not? Roll the dice, 16-1 to to maybe they get lucky. Some teams uh, – Get guys hurt. Maybe they win the division in nine and eight. You don't know. We did forget about the Rams too. They added Bobby Wagner. Yeah, Bobby Wagner. He's yeah, getting he's, old though. He, he lives in a retirement home, I think. But uh, he was a good player. He he makes a lot of tackles, so I think that helps. Um, I don't know. Seattle's defense could be. They Bad. got a lot of a lot of things to replace. So maybe they're an over team this year. Maybe they can put some points up and they're going to give up a bunch. Is is Carson? Is Chris Carson going to play, or is he is he out at, I, at still? I think I. I see Penny as their yeah, top sure. guy yeah. all across the the way. So I don't know. Carson was a man. He's had a lot of weird health problems. I think he's got some neck injury. Yeah, he, right? he may neck. not play ever again. And he's, they drafted uh, Kenneth Walker, the leading yeah. rusher. Oh, yeah. uh, from Michigan, from Michigan State, State last year. Yeah, yeah. He's he was good. So I think he could be he could be sneaky. But you know, running backs as rookies are tough because you just don't you don't know if they're going to get the, the trust of the coach and, and and if their offensive line can hold up and things like that. But uh, so if we had to go through, if you guys had to give a a best bet in the NFC West, whether it's player total, win total, uh, division outright, anything stick out, anything that you I'm, think I'm, would be I'm, worth I'm, a... I'm saying Arizona under their win total. That's okay. that's my that's Luke, my. You like the Seahawks? Yeah, I'm gonna go Seattle over. So the win Seattle total. over, and I'm giving out Elijah Mitchell as the top rusher in the NFL at twenty to one and over nine hundred and fifty yards on the ground for the season. Okay. Well, guys, anything else you want to talk about here before we get ready to run? Uh, I think it's been a pretty informative first show. I hope mean, everybody I, hope hope everybody likes it. We will be coming on weekly. Uh, when when will this be going on, Job? Uh, this will come out. What's today? Thursday. Yes. Yes, so sir. Saturday. Saturday. This will come out. Yeah. Okay. And Saturday we want to we want to thank our producer, Job. Yep. By the way, Thanks, it's Job. his twenty fourth birthday today. Yeah, happy, birthday. His, happy birthday, Job. He and his brother. Shout uh, out to Jared, who's thanks, on his guys. way to the. Yeah. Who is it? Morgan Wallen concert? Yes, he's yeah. Morgan right. Wallen. Shout, awesome. Shout out to Chris, our our lone fan in the in the stands. Chris coming for support. Listen, if anybody could talk NFL, it'd be Chris. He he loves. The, hey, the Chris, real crack. quick before we we go off the air here, uh, I wanted to read you this and see if you remembered this game of another bad beat: Browns versus Bears, two thousand one. The Browns were plus four and a half. They led twenty-one to seven with thirty-two seconds left in the game. He's shaking his head. The yes, the Bears <laughs> scored. They got an onside kick. Then they threw a Hail Mary that got tipped and caught for a touchdown. Tied the game. Went to OT. <laughs> Browns got the ball first, and Tim Couch gets hit, and the ball's intercepted by Mike Brown and running for, for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I remembered it too. That was in 2001. Yeah, we so. got to bring, bring some bad beats next. Yeah, week. so you guys will hear a lot about that stuff. But uh, thanks for joining us uh, here on our first uh, show here, Better's Last Stand. Uh, it was great being with everybody. Thanks again to Jub for being behind the glass, taking care of all the fine-tuned stuff that we don't know what the hell he would be doing. So fortunately for us, we got a guy like him that can take care of all that stuff. Uh, send send us some emails, get us some feedback, uh, contact at the Pine Room Podcast. Uh, we will have our own email at some point, hopefully, and uh, maybe our own Twitter so we can communicate with people uh, as we start to get listeners and they're wanting our great picks. And uh, You can always catch our Pine Room picks, too, that come out every Friday. Uh, well, you'll see them here Saturday morning, so you'll be able to see Saturdays and Sundays stuff. Uh, so be sure you tune in, and uh, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs>